All right. Well, mm. doing it again. I got a question for you. Sure. So I went to a Saints game last week. Yeah, I saw and that. And they have this cool – yeah, thank you. Yeah, you didn't really I didn't, say yeah, anything positive I say, about yeah, it. It was like, congratulations. I was just, you know, noticed I, on you did social media. Yeah. yeah, you did a thing. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> um, so they have this cool uh, feature. I guess it's cool. You can order food from your seat on the um, application, you know. Oh yeah, and uh, which is kind of handy, especially if you got kids. I was like dragging the kids up to get a whatever. Sure. And I did that, but I'd been there before and done it, and it defaulted to saving my seat, okay. like seat section row, all that kind of stuff from okay. like my last game. Sure. <laughs> Why would it do that? I don't like. <laughs> how many people have the exact same fucking seat? Every time anybody who's got a season tickets, those people, yes, <clears throat> I would say the like huddled masses yearning to be free, not the case. Yeah. So I order my brouhaha's, and uh, lo, they're going to be sent to some rando <laughs> sitting in my old seat, whatever I was doing before then. And there's also not like a cancel order thing or like a edit order. It's just like that guy's got beers now. Unless I want to go stand right in front of his seat and wait for it, that's it. So you got so it's some random guy just got beers. He just got beers. That's cool. Uh, it's the dumbest thing. Yeah. There's also a phone number on there that you, that you could call, like, a, you know, a contact us kind of thing. Yeah. No one answered it. Like, it just, it, go, it literally went to a voicemail. It's not even like, a, thank you for calling the global court. You know, it yeah. just was like, leave a message at the tone. I would yeah. like my beer. <laughs> Bye. Yeah. Nope. <clears throat> I don't know. the Some guy got beer. The $5 berm tickets I get, I don't think you can get delivered to the berm. Yeah, yeah, they just bring it to the berm and Jenna's like, anybody order beer? I'm like, uh, I guess I did. <laughs> I guess that's the difference between you and me. You, well, get, you yeah. get in the fancy seats at the Saints, and you I sit, sit in the pro seats. On, and I sit on a fucking hill. St. Paul, we are the Daves you know. This is the Daves I know. You want me to be that type of dude, and I want to be who you like me to, but we both know I can't do nothing at all. team in miami is that gonna happen uh god i hope not <laughs> is it is it ju- i mean is it just the stadium really that is the only hang up i think so yeah but sounds like every did you hear about the thing uh, a couple weeks ago when they announced the golf course that they were gonna uh use turn into a stadium they're gonna turn <clears> a golf course into a stadium <clears throat> yeah but I didn't basically see that like a all. public a public uh nine hole course that has a driving range and like yeah. all the golfers were up in arms and then a couple days after they announced it, uh, someone literally lit like 50 golf carts on fire <laughs> overnight. <laughs> Look, there's only one place in this uh, country that deserves a team, and that's Miami. Miami <laughs> is just such a great place. It's such a goddamn shithole. It's, it's, it's the most Miami story I've ever heard. Yeah. Like, you said that, and I was just like, that's Miami. Oh, that, that would have been my next guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, they had someone, so yeah, someone just apparently totally randomly uh, lit. 50 golf carts on fire for and why do you have fucking golf carts for a nine hole course on it like and why do you have 50 of them there are <laughs> look not everyone, you can't have more than what, like 10 not, people on 10 groups on that course at once the the qual- so uh, 50 is too many but um 
you know, there are people with mobility issues. Don't be sure. a prickly. Well, I'm not. I, yeah, but why do you have fifty fucking? Yeah, fifty's fifty's <laughs> too many. Yeah, yeah maybe maybe fifteen I could see, but you don't need fifty golf carts for a nine hole course. But no. you know, that's like that's like five people. No, that's more than five people on each hole or five <laughs> carts on each hole. Yeah. What kind of fucking congestion do you have? Anyways, it is Miami, so. It's, uh, yeah. Um, I don't like that sound. Um, what's going on, man? It's been a while. Oh, not much. Yeah, it's been been about a week. It's usually about a week. That's yeah. the amount of time that yeah. passes. Imagine, but you know, we think about uh, how great we were feeling last week at this time, and how, I mean, not physically great. You were, no, you I were basically physically a terribly wreck, yeah. terrible wreck. But uh, but about soccer, <clears throat> emotionally and and yeah, mentally about soccer. You know, what a difference a weekend makes for uh, basically for soccer. I, th- I think what happened was that my body was unused to the chemicals that was being fed by positive emotions. And it took it as like a sort of outside invader and it tried yeah. to fight it. And now that I'm back to feeling just nothing but hardcore rope store depression, my body's like, oh, all right, now yeah. we got it. Yeah, it's, we're back to we're back to normal. So rope not, store. Yep. Not, yep. Maybe. Yeah, we haven't said rope store <laughs> nice in like call a back. month. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, a callback no more because we're going to talk about what happened with the uh, the Vancouver Whitecaps. Yeah. Um, luckily, so Luckily, that match uh, was really late at night because I couldn't go to the rope store. I had to bike home instead of biking closed. to the rope store. That's yeah. the thing. You know, you get those West mm. Coast games and the rope store closes <laughs> at 10 yeah. every night of the week. Yeah. Not even on the weekend. Yeah. So, even, so even if, you know, like ha- going into halftime, it was fine. But, uh, you know, after halftime that's the rope store is already closed because about 10 o'clock when uh, and that's the problem and happened. how many times has it been 1 a.m you look around there's no rope <laughs> there's and yeah. then what are you gonna there's do? no like, store you're gonna open. go to walmart yeah i mean that's yeah come on yeah, yeah. exactly it reminds me of i can't remember who the we're never gonna get into the podcast um i can't remember who the i think it was chris rock made the joke like atms are open 24 hours when was the last time you knew somebody who went to an atm <laughs> at 4 a.m for something positive <laughs> That's what I think of it. The, ro- the rope store should only be open from midnight on. Yeah, that's no, when that's, that's when the killings happen. <laughs> that's when the that's when des- good decisions are made. So yeah. anyway, yeah. Anyways, what was your uh, what was your best moment of the game against Vancouver? Uh, I struggled really mightily with this one. Um, I had to pick the Ibsen's uh, flick from the corner, the actual first direct goal that we actually scored from a corner all year. Okay. The one we scored one. Last week uh, against. I we were talking about a different Ibsen flick. Yeah. No. <laughs> Listen, we'll we'll talk about that in a second. Yeah, yeah, so I'm sure. We'll uh, make no. So list. he he you know flicked the guy with his for with his head. Granted, the guy who's marking him was five seven and had no vertical whatsoever. So it wasn't like it was a, a terribly you know masterful piece of uh, soccering by Ibsen. And don't make fun of people who are five seven. By the Listen, way. Listen, I'm me. I'm five seven, buddy. Like, and I have no vertical. So that's that'd be basically me marking Ibsen. Yeah. I've been working on my horizontal. Yeah. You know, a lot of people work on their vertical. Yeah. I've been working on my horizontal. That's a great joke. Yeah. It's every every other comic here. that said it. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, I've heard that joke before. Are you serious? I swear to oh, God, I've heard fuck. that joke before. What Never is your mind. so yeah, so God that goal it. It, it gave you know like it gave us a very brief spark of, of hope and yep. you know, Dunlady scored a couple moments later, but I, we knew that game was over by that point and way before that point. But yeah, so that was probably the best moment. Honestly, that was the only good moment in the uh, See a sea of terrible, terrible moments. So. Uh, well, you know, so I, I'm gonna I'm gonna even take a step back further, and I'm gonna say the sort of um, we'll call it formational and tactical change that led to a turnaround. We we put this to three to two at one point. You know, is very much yep. in in hand, not in hand. You know, is in, within grasp. <laughs> and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna put it on the tactical change for a couple of reasons. First of all, I I think that Adrian mm. Heath as a tactician oftentimes is a very static kind of tactic. It just stick with one thing. And, and when we saw the, the Dunlady for Ramirez um, swap, that for me, I was like, well, fuck. Cause you know, 
doing the exact same Christian, thing. Christian wasn't <clears throat> the problem. Yeah, there's he was the getting entire no service. offense yeah. around him is the problem. Yeah, and putting a different guy who what doesn't do hold up play really who has to run onto a ball that's yeah. placed at his feet to score. How is that the solution? So so that's a typical Adrian Heath type of move. Sure. We see it t- time and again. Yeah, but putting in Ibarra number two. Yeah, Romario. Super Romario, Super Romario moving moving <clears throat> Miguel into a defense, which obviously is not his natural position, but you're trying to play with what the game gives yeah. you. I like that. I thought I thought that that's a thing that we don't see enough out of Adi Heath, and we oftentimes, and we did here too, see it if we see it at all too sure. late yeah. after it's way out of hand. And in a pinch, he waited too long here. Too. Of course, yeah. And in a pinch, we know that Ibarra can play defense. You know, like he can play mm-hmm. he can play in that fullback position in a pinch for you know a half a half or something. Like he can't play right. that ninety minutes. Right. Um, nor should anybody expect him to, but in mm-hmm. a pinch when we need to adjust the formation, mm-hmm. um, get to get something going, just obviously what we were doing was not working. You know, we've seen Ibarra do that in the past, back in the NASL days, actually, as a matter of fact, mm-hmm. on occasion. So, yep. No, yeah. I'm going to throw one, one quick point out there before we sure. move on to the shittiest stuff, because I'm sure There's we'll have stuff to talk about stuff. there. There was. A lot of people are going to look at this, and, say, and I just did it kind of, and said, hey, we got back into that game, right? A second half team and all this kind of stuff. It's game states when it when an opponent goes up three to nothing, which happens against the loons. <laughs> they take yeah. a foot off the gas. They tend to push higher, less. That gives us a little bit more possession on the ball. Gives us those opportunities. It's not like that switch was the single catalyst. Yep. I would say three to nothing score was as much <clears throat> a catalyst as that switch, but yep. it was a nice switch, <clears throat> and I think it paid off. And which makes me, <clears throat> I'm really scared that Heath is going to switch back to the four two three one that he favors because. Because of that, because of what you literally just said, and when three five two has worked so very well for us, even in that game we lost against Dallas, you know three five two was actually looking really good. And and is Heath going to look at last month or whatever, or is he going to ignore it and then say, "Well, look, it didn't fucking work. We scored two goals when we switched to that right the whole time." The four two three one. God, I hope not. Oh man. Anyways. Uh, what was your worst <clears throat> moment? <laughs> Wait, even there our was, best moment kind of got sad. There, yeah, right? there's, uh, there was, yeah, so so many, so many different ones. Um, the uh, the first goal by Vancouver uh, really set the tone for, and uh, we, we scored. I was, uh, you know, in uptown watching this game and uh, you know watching Yordi Reina just dribble past five. Minnesota United uh, players, defenders. We didn't even like talk about Reina. Reina no, we didn't. Time. Not really. Um, and you know he, you know he's a young uh, DP. Um, guy's got moves, man. And he, the fact that, and he wasn't the only one. I mean, obviously Alfonso Davies dribbled around our defenders multiple times as well. So it's not, uh, you know, it was, it was great that he that he did not do or that he did that. But honestly, like that was for me. We saw that. We saw no one step up to him. Miller not step up to him. Cavo, Cavo not not only did he not step up to him, he like jumped out of the way of the ball, like throwing his like throwing his right leg out to like pretend you know, try to try to block it or whatever. But like literally, it's like he wasn't you know stay in your fucking ground, man. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so right there, we saw that open up. Uh, Minnesota wasn't getting any service to Ramirez. That was about what twenty or so minutes in the game. You can just tell. And we talked about a couple weeks ago. You can tell when. Quintero and Ramirez, Quintero spe- uh, specifically, he needs service early on to to keep to get him engaged in the game, coming back, um, recovering balls and and bombing forward. You know, he wasn't getting that. The neither team really wanted possession of the ball, which makes a lot of sense for both of these teams. Um, and you know, uh, Vancouver capitalized on us. You know, just some lazy, lazy defending by Minnesota. And truth, this is this is a team that's built. Uh, Vancouver is a team to built to beat the way that Minnesota is built here. 
Um, Minnesota playing in a 3-5-2 relies a lot on those wing backs and, and the width that they provide. Now, the part of the problem is when you play against Vancouver, a team that does not want to own possession, wants to sit deep and counter really quickly, you take a lot of things out of um, contention. You take our three midfielders who have had fair amount of success over the last month. Colin Warner's looked really great. Rasmus Schuler is doing the, the number eight thing that he does all the time. Ibsen, although his finishing is not great, he's probably better suited to play a higher role, a higher positioned role like he has. Now you're taking them out of the equation because you as Vancouver are playing light speed to the other end of the field. That also a lot of times can neutralize the wingbacks that can be so useful because the wingbacks have opportunities and duties on both ends of the field. If they were pushing up trying to do something offensively, they have to all of a sudden either sit deep the entire time because you're breaking wide really, really fast, or they can still get aggressive and up high, but you're going to get in behind them again and again and again and again. Vancouver's a team that's built to beat Minnesota the way that Minnesota on the three-five-two plays. Exactly. So is the, you know part of the question is and we've asked this question before philosophically: Do you play to your own strengths and hope you can outmuscle the opponent, having done so, or do you have to play reactively on the road? Maybe this is the time we should have played reactively and known that they were going to own the flanks and bypass the midfield yeah. you know but again hindsight is 2020 sure. i guess i didn't take i didn't say my bad moment I'll, sure. I'll say it really quickly yeah um i would have to say it's got to be kai kamara's goal and is much more for everything that happened before it than oh, for God, anything yeah. kai kamara did which oh, my kai God. kamara my favorite fucking player yeah we're playstation friends you know playstation uh, network or whatever you, you know you do not know what you're talking you can about. befriend people on the on the the video game uh, networks and stuff okay you know, like you play with them we're uh we're PlayStation friends. Okay. So, anyways, cool. That was the, that was the worst story. Um, <laughs> cool. So, uh, but what happened before that was is really weird. Um, we had a throw in <clears throat> a really advanced position, which is wonderful, and we even moved the center backs up because we're gonna fucking get it done here, right? Yeah. You know, we got center backs high. No, you, when you play center backs high, it's kind of like bringing the goalkeeper up. You know, kind of, yeah. really the goal is because you know the ball is going into the box, and when the ball goes in the box. There are many options that can happen, and the likelihood of a counter, while not none, is diminished because you can put the ball out for a corner, or you can put the ball out for a goal kick, or the ball might spray out of bounds, or it could pinball around. A lot, yep. There's a lot of outcomes, yeah. and a counterattack is really only one of them. Then you play that risk. Yeah. But if you're going to bring them up, and then you're going to do a short dink throw in backwards, <clears throat> even which yeah. is which is what we did. Yeah. Now most of the players are still ahead of you between you and the goal that you're going after. So a couple of things happen. First of all, you're still in build-up mode. You've wasted the chance to throw in deep, and you've got your center backs pressed high, so if you turn the ball over, there's nothing behind you. Well, guess what happened? Schuler lost control of it, and it was off to the races. <laughs> yeah. I, can't, I, I don't think it was three-on-one, but it sure as hell it felt was, like it. No, it was definitely two-on-one. Definitely, definitely two-on-one. It was Alfonso Davies and Kai Kamara running at Brent and Coleman, and that is... Brent, I love, I love <laughs> you, Brent, but but those are two dudes that you're not going to Very rarely. Out, yeah. And that, honestly, that was like my... That was like my uh, runner-up uh, for most of the fuck moment in the game. It wasn't just bad because bad things happen. Sometimes yeah. you you fuck one up and that's fine. But I don't understand what the thought process. Yeah, was the decision there. was yeah. the, the the sort of the worst moment of the game. Was like that was a bad. Why are yeah. you Why are you even making that decision? Yeah, with the 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 way that the personnel is on mm-hmm. are on the pitch. So, no, I'm I understand. It's a bad <laughs> call. You. So. Yeah, uh, and that doesn't <clears throat> even get to the most what the fuck moment, which so, they were there. Yeah, so yeah, that, that was that was that was my runner up for the most what the fuck moment of the game. The uh, my sorry, my winner for most what the fuck. Moment I hope of the we game. have the same play. <laughs> I hope be. we do so much. Uh, the second uh, Whitecaps goal, the Alfonso Alfonso Davies first one. Is that what you got? Or? Again, you calling it Alfonso Davies goal <laughs> is giving 
a lot, you know, Alfonso Davies is great. Listen, but he, that's not what we're he here to great, talk about. He had some great <laughs> dribbling. Uh, the fact that he dribbled again past about four different uh, loons. Um, it wasn't that goal, which was the most what the fuck moment. It was Ibsen's back heel. Yes, that was it. <laughs> okay, okay, that's what we're talking. It was about. it was his goal because that goal was brilliant. Like that was a, like an amazing piece of footwork um, and great dribbling. Uh, you know, putting the ball basically on a string on your on your foot. Um, it was the fucking back heel uh, in his own half. It was it was dreadful, fucking unnecessary on so many levels. And I even I have no idea who the fuck he was trying to ba- pass it to. No. Was it was it Warner? What did he was think it was... Boxel? He had Ibarra to his nobody left. behind. He had yeah, yeah. He, had, he had options in front of him in Quintero and Ramirez. What in the actual fuck was he thinking and doing? I don't get it. He's, I don't he's, understand. He's under pressure in his own half. There's nobody there to whom he could back heel it. And even if he was, it, let's say there was a dude right behind him. Ibarra was that's wide open on his left. The, that's still not the right play. You yeah. could do other things. Just kick that it would out be of bounds, man. <laughs> well, yeah. well, you're, you I'm it sure back. if he would have known that was going to happen, he would have done that. But you know, there's there's even without. Everything else excused, like let's say a back heel would have been a viable thing to choose to do. There are other higher, uh, I'm sorry, lower risk, higher reward things you could have chosen to do that were yeah. very normal things to do. Yeah. He I, played was, a back heel into space and got punished. There for was it. literally no reward. It yeah, was a this, high risk, no reward. No, it's it's like going to a blank slot machine and putting a <laughs> coin in. There's not even any shapes on the reels. It's just blank spin, and you're like, ah, I lost again. God damn Whoa, it. What was happening? Okay. Uh, okay. There's nothing else to <laughs> Good, say. Yeah, that, no. that was that had to win the most. What it was, the fuck moment. It was. That, that was one of the most what the fuck moments of the season. I, it's it's up there. It, it might actually. It might be the most what the fuck moment of the season. Yeah, honestly, I, we've seen dumb things, but we've never seen something that was just yeah. so profound. We've seen like we've, I'm gonna remember that. Yes, moment. we've seen we've seen like our players just make mistakes and like slip and fall and just things that were like oh shit that sad formation that really that sucked that that happened to you because you probably had you probably were positioned uh well but you. Literally just slipped and fell. Yeah. Never actually seen someone make like cognitive, cognitively make that decision, no. do the thing, and it it just it just it was perfection in terms of how absurd it was. So it was, I don't know. Right, we, moving moving along. <laughs> the the gift will live in. Uh, in yeah, so. I mean, I think about the uh, Sammy and Jock uh, own goal. It's like that. that, yeah. <laughs> I, I I would love the thought that the loons become known worldwide for just producing the dumbest gifts. Like every year, you get a fresh one where you're just like, "This is amazing. <laughs> this actually is on like a philosophical, spiritual level. This is no longer about a hey, check out this soccer video. This is like a, I'm gonna watch some of these and meditate. Yeah, right now. <clears throat> it's an existential crisis or something. Yes, I yes. don't know. Oh, all uh, is meaningless. Wow. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I didn't really have anything on the on the match official. I thought he did. And it was okay fine. job. Yep, yeah, yep. I, did, uh, I didn't have any big disputed calls or anything. So cool. All right, let's uh, let's give some plaudits to somebody yeah. from the team. I'm gonna go with uh, so the Freddie Do star of the match. Uh, I'm gonna go with Romario Abara. Um, yep, I had he, the same. Okay, he didn't look terrible, which just says a lot. Um, it's came easy on, when you come in in a game state that you're gonna get to own a little bit of possession. Yeah. So he came on for Miller. He played almost 40 minutes. Uh, he had dude has pace and some pretty good footwork, and I'm excited to see what he could do. Um, maybe in that Ibsen roll, you know, three five two. Um, but yeah, I don't know, I don't know if, how much uh, experience he. Had. I mean, or uh, out on a wing, and maybe you know, maybe moving uh, Ibarra into the Ibsen roll and, and Ibarra out on a wing. Um, mm-hmm. so Ibarra and Ibarra. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, I don't know. Guy looked really good. Um, and you know, has you know, without having seen him play a full ninety, mm-hmm. um, he looked really good in the forty minutes that we got to see him. So. Yep, Fre- fresh legs in that situation and in the game state that, that sure. he was yeah. going to come in. That, that'll course, that'll yeah. help. Um, but, yeah, he, he, he had my, I guess, man of the match uh, performance, and that's 
don't know. That's a, a low plaudit this week, but um, I, I think it would be interesting to see what he can do in that in that more advanced number eight Ibsen role. Part of me, maybe a bigger part of me, secretly hopes mm-hmm. that maybe someone like um, like uh, Rodriguez could f- figure that out because um, partly because I secretly don't want to see christian go plus i i still feel that one of christian's biggest values is this the way he can drag players the way yeah. he can muscle people off the ball that type of stuff i don't know if rodriguez can do that type of stuff so i think that would be a great swap if he could do it and of course if we if we're able to sign uh benedetti what about him playing yeah. in the advanced midfield mm. that'd be great so i think it'd be great to see mm. what happens there um if he plays out on the wing, I don't know how strong his defense would be. Sure. If he's gonna, if we're gonna stick with a wing back type of situation, yeah. but yeah, at the very least, we got some depth. Yeah, that's cool. <clears throat> I saw a couple people kick out around a uh, with with Rodriguez and Ramirez kicking around like a three four, <clears throat> like one one um, with Cantero um, sort of dropping into that Ibsen role with Ramirez and Rodriguez sort of complementing each other, kind of like Cantero and, and Ramirez do right now, um, in a potential kind of a three five two esque sort of thing. But with Quintero dropping back into that Ibarra, yeah, Ibarra number eight playmaking role, um, with you know Ramirez and, and Rodriguez playing off each other, so I don't know. It's, there's, I think there's room for there's room for like, there's room for everybody. The players that we have right now, um, <clears throat> in the three five two, in the four two three one, I don't think we need to get rid of anybody. Now if we bring in Benedetti. I think the writing's on the hopefully the writing's on the wall for Ibsen. But I don't know. Adrian Heath yeah. fucking loves Ibsen and. You know, he's one of his one of his his bros that can't do anything he's wrong. Not and, nearly you know. as much as like a Molino, though. I, I think again, yeah, I, but Ibsen, Ibsen's protected more than say Ramirez. Ramirez could not play himself out of Ibsen. Did, Ibsen has Ibsen has had some very poor games this year. and had some very poor games last year. He never once got himself on the bench because of that. I think the one time that he sat, he didn't travel with the team. I think it was mostly because of rest to make sure. Yeah. He had, I think it was a short week. He had wanted to get some fresh right. legs. So I don't know, man. I don't know. He's gonna um, have to make that choice eventually. Dude's yeah. thirty-five years old. Eventually, yeah. I mean, you gotta at least rest his legs. Yeah, a little the bell tolls for all of us eventually at some point. Yeah. So, uh, all right. What about your uh, shittiest player the of the game? Other than, player. I mean, it's Ibsen, right? And the sh- <laughs> Ibsen's up there. Um, I'm gonna say I will say for me, Ibsen, Ibsen made Ibsen made more individual mistakes yeah. than just the obvious glaring one, and so that is a big yeah. concern for me. Um, I'm not gonna pick. I'm not gonna pick just one. I'm gonna say the back three of uh, Common Box and Calvo. They had probably their worst game. Calvo, they've had yeah, as in a quite unit some time. Had, yeah, like I said Ibsen. Calvo made, some, made a lot of individual mistakes. Yeah, as Ibsen well. made some pretty egregious mistakes. But when you know three of the four goals are literally involve attacking players dribbling around yeah. you, well then you get to be the Freddie Adu piece of shit that's, player of the yeah, game. So that's, that's a fair point. So I, yeah. can't just pick one, fortunately. And I, can't, and I can't say there were other ten players on the roster. So yeah, no, that's that's fair. I uh, um I was trying to pick out someone that was like uniquely bad, and I think Ibsen had highlight moments of being uniquely mm-hmm. bad. I think Calvo had highlight bad moments. Yes. Um, you know what? Calvo's another guy who can't fucking play himself out of favor that's with also the, true Coach Heath. So whatever. Um, I think that's it, man. Okay. I, they, let me let me make one more uh, point about this game. Sure. Um, it's a, like a, wrap a, it up. A, over. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. I, get, I fucking <laughs> passive aggressive. Fifteen minutes of talking about this. It's sad. Terrible yeah. team. Um, I want to end on this. First of all, we are three points out of the playoff spot right now. It's a long um, it's, three points. It's a long three points. There's no doubt about it, especially with the number of road games that we have. But considering we dropped nine easy, easily winnable points, not in, not including this game. Even. Yeah, let's not even call that. It's a road <laughs> so, game. Whatever. So yes, we dropped we, nine points. We probably should have had. So. We cer- we certainly did. They'll haunt us forever. But my thought is this: like tied in with that point, I think that it's easy for fans and should be this way maybe uh, to like 
immediately be like, we're the best fucking team in the world. And then it's one loss. And like, we're the worst team in the world. I'm going to go hang myself. And like, it's, it's really easy to as happy as we were a few weeks ago. I don't think that one road loss, even one that didn't look very pretty should make it feel like we're automatically out. There are much bigger reasons why I don't think we're going to make the playoffs. Yes. Our, our mm. general road form is a big piece yeah. of that. But this one game where we um, were playing a team that's built to beat us, playing them on the road and low, they did beat us. Like, that's not the reason that we're not going to make it. Now, if we see some of these other road games and we do not return to the form that we had before, then that's, you know, that's fine. Then we can start feeling sad for ourselves. But the people who are out there claiming you know saying this guy's head and this guy should lose his job and that one game is not the point where that should happen think of all the positive things that happened before that let that momentum continue to build and accept that you lose some i mean sure i'm, I'm a lot more diplomatic about this loss i feel than than many that's fair we joked about the rope store yeah there's a lot of times this season i've wanted to go to the rope <laughs> store this, this game is not no 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 i yeah i totally get it and if you know Kind of, as a Minnesota United fan, expected a letdown at some point. It was either going to be this game or as it was, United fan, it was right? going to be uh, at home against Seattle. So we'll see. Hopefully, we'll see what happens on uh, Saturday because that will be a, a pretty big indicator of, you know, yep. where this team It's a home game, so. but it's against a team that suddenly is, is competing for a playoff spot. So yep. those are the games, again, <clears throat> that you – of course, Vancouver was as well. They're, <laughs> yes, they're, uh, they're, they're right in the mix seventh spot. So, us, so. Um, but, you know, it's a home game. you got to get the points that you got to get. Sure. And Seattle, Seattle's a team against yeah. whom you should get. And we'll talk about that in a second. But let's jump into some other United news. Yeah, let's. Um, we're recording this right before the All-Star game. Uh, obviously, Francisco Calvo was named an All-Star by Tata Martino. Um, and <clears throat> Darwin Quintero was named to the All-Star uh, team uh, on Monday as a replacement for either David Villa or Zlatan Ibrahimovic. I'm not sure which one. Tyler Adams. I think Adam it was, was Villa. Yeah, Tyler Adams was for uh, Ibrahimovic. So, um, so let me let me really quickly on that point. Quintero played his way into the All Star game in sure. about about eight weeks. Sure, basically. Yeah, and that performance. So. When I hear the suggestion, I think it's an interesting thought experiment, the idea of, well, let's move Quintero back into that advanced midfield spot. Let's have Rodriguez in it. Don't I, I don't feel like you can take Quintero out of the spot where it took him eight weeks to play his way onto the All-Star. Sure, yeah. He succeeded there. I don't think you can take that away. He has been the catalyst for the team. Don't remove that. Yep. Anyways, he's well, an so is Ibarra, and, and so, you know, Miguel Ibarra. So, yeah. and he's and, and Ibarra is kind of starting to get some counting numbers too. You know, yeah. Ibarra should have been tickling the consideration there. Yeah. But um, again, he doesn't he doesn't do as much that's flashy. Yeah, and he doesn't get the same counting numbers. At least, usually doesn't. Lately, yeah. he kind of has as like Quintero. So of course he didn't make it. But you know, talking about counting numbers, that uh, Ibsen has four goals this year. You know, the last time he scored four goals in a season for one team. Yeah. And, for Minnesota, even from has he for Minnesota? Oh, yeah, his very first year. Because he's Min- never been a real goal his, scorer. His very first year with Minnesota and in the NSL days, he scored six goals. So. He had six. Yeah, he had six goals his first year. So that was two thousand and fourteen. It's I think. easy to forget how long and, he's been with the team. Yeah, two thousand fourteen. I think was it was his first year there. So yeah, the most goals he scored in a season since uh, that first year with Minnesota United. So um, <clears throat> what a guy. And people bitch about Francisco Cabo. Listen, there was a bunch of all star, a bunch of all stars uh, that were selected by Martino were guys who played in the world cup. And I think it was part of, you know, partly to catalyze, you know, uh, capitalize on the world cup uh, and, and get some people who maybe started following the world cup to maybe follow MLS, like Costa Rican fans or whatever. So that's, I mean, it's, it's a complete, you know, MLS shit show or whatever. So we'll see. Maybe those guys will get some run out against uh, Juve's C plus team. I don't know. Maybe this will be the kind of game. Cause you know, it, it was, it was a coach's pick. Mm-hmm. Nobody, nobody voted Calvo in and they shouldn't. 
Um, it was it was the dumbest pick, really. Yeah. Um, but maybe somebody out there catches him, and it's one of those moments where you you know some scout is like, hey, we got this guy, and and you know maybe Calvo is um overvalued because he makes this or something, and we get more money for him than yeah. we should, and maybe he's, we replace him with a more competent. Yeah. He's he's too hot and cold. He certainly I don't want to throw yeah. the baby out with the bathwater with yeah. him, but he's too hot and cold. And the way he throws his team in the press under yeah. the bus is he not captain like. Certainly and, didn't do anything to uh, impress during the World Cup, so maybe no. hopefully he does something here. Uh, that was like a. Uh, other United News point is Calvo still saying dumbass shit and being a dumbass. So, uh, other United News. Um, Carter Manley uh, was loaned to Las Vegas Lights, uh, which is great. He needs. Can we just, if we're not going to start that USL team that we keep begging for, can this be our affiliate? That would please? be awesome. Can we please, please, goats please? and goats and goats. Ah, damn it. That would be awesome. Um, I mean, I worry about uh, you know. Uh, you know, learning how to chain smoke and gamble, and you know, pr- uh, impressionable twenty-two-year-olds. Doesn't the player to Las of Vegas. the match or something get like ten dollars? Yeah, the, no, chips they, they, I think you get like you know, it's like a couple hundred bucks in casino <laughs> chips. So you know, hopefully Carter Manley nice uh, incentive, yeah. gets uh, you know, gets some couple minutes of the matches and gets to go to Harrah's and and make some money. Let's so. remember uh, the coach down there. Oh, he's fucking uh, amazing. Say, yeah, so he spends a lot of time suspended <laughs> and then smoking in, in, the, the stands in the stands while the, suspended with the support yelling at his players yeah. and stuff. I don't know if he's going to learn a lot from the coach or if he's going to get worse under his tutelage. I don't know. I just I hope he has a lot of fun. He's I a young guy. Desperately want to go watch a match of theirs now. <laughs> like just so so desperately. No, they're they're perfect. Um, all right, and then finally, uh, this earlier today, this was actually announced. Uh, Minnesota traded fifty thousand dollars, and I believe Gam for an international spot, um, international spot that we traded to Colorado earlier this year, and part as part of the Sam Nicholson deal. Apparently, they got rid of one of their internationals and they had a spot. So, and we literally was the only team. In the league that had an international spot available, everybody else is. We needed it, and we are the only. We were one of the teams that needed an international spot, so that's uh, fine. But yeah. I, I do wonder if Minnesota is aware that you can make deals outside of like the Colorado centric market. Yeah, I like, don't know. That's a that's a good question. Um, we uh, th- uh, <clears throat> the days I know were actually I think the first uh, team to read or first uh, Twitter account to retweet the uh, Colorado Rapids news, and Colorado Rapids <laughs> Twitter uh, reached back to us and they they said, "Hope you enjoy the international spot and treat it well." Treat it well. Oh, just wait. (laughs) You have no idea what we're going to do. Speaking of, it's going to be such a tainted international spot. Teams that need it will literally not trade for it. That's that one international spot. Fuck that. I don't want that one. Speaking of, uh, Better Know Loon is, uh, Better Know Loon this week is international roster spot. Let's hear about him. Let's hear about him. Uh, So this international roster spot uh, used to live in Colorado, uh, though I guess that's not technically international, so I don't know how... All that works out. Um, you ever been through the airport there? I have. It's, oh yeah, all the, many times. I go to Colorado every year, so that airport is hot fecal matter. That yes. is not good. Every time I've been through that airport, coming back to Minnesota, I've been very, very high. So it's sure. I've cared a lot less about it. Okay. But yeah, it is a it is a hot garbage mess of trying to get through uh, departure. Like they yeah. just it combines and eh, it's just it's bad. It's bad. <clears throat> although like five terminals. Although a couple years or yeah, two years last year. We actually got uh, sidetracked into like the the very quick line. We didn't have to take your shoes off or anything like that, which was super awesome. Um, but again, yeah, every time I've been to that uh, airport in the last five or six times I've flown through Colorado, I've been very very stoned, so I haven't really mattered as much. So that's uh, yeah, that's the thing about it is because like it's uh, like marijuana is wrong first of all, and yes. then second of all, it's like illegal. Not in so, Colorado. Well, no, but <laughs> that's, you're. That's the beauty of it. Once you fly into the air, you're not part of. 
you no, become illegal. It's international waters. In it the air. becomes illegal. The air is international waters. Yeah, where pot is illegal. Pot's illegal. In the, in the, pot's in illegal. The, it's in like air. international waters. Like anything goes in the air. You can't smoke pot in international waters. The international. Who said? I, the who inter- said I, who said anything about smoking it? <laughs> no, you, but you can't. You can't be. You know, high. I don't. I, but I, you know, God governs all. <laughs> Like I suppose that's true. The heavens and the earth. I suppose, and if you're gonna be high within God's domain, <laughs> it really doesn't matter. Yeah, I guess that makes spending makes, one night in jail is nothing compared to spending sense. an eternity in a lake of fire. <laughs> in a lake David. of fire? Yeah. Well, uh-huh. uh, we'll see. Here we go. We'll um, see. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Any other news? Oh, uh, yeah. No, we're talking about yeah, the international, international uh, spot, yeah. uh, worth fifty thousand dollars, um, which you know I guess you that's can, lower than that's, minimum wage, isn't yeah. it for the for for an international spot? Yeah. It just goes to show you, you start you start banning people at the border, you start cutting down on those migrant international spots. Who's gonna do your your whatever? Your <laughs> okay, <laughs> we can just end this bit now. <laughs> this is a terrible bit. <laughs> I apologize, listeners. Uh, all right, <laughs> Inter- international I- spots are willing to do the work for less. <laughs> migrant labor. Oh, all right. That went off the rails quickly. Uh, I thought it was going to be a lot funnier than it was. Yeah, but... it was perfect. <laughs> all was right. Exactly so let's, uh, let's talk be. about this upcoming match. Yeah, we got yeah. uh, we got the Seattle Sounders coming to town. There's um, going to be a TIFO. There's going to be a TIFO, we yeah. Can preview. you talk a little bit about the TIFO? Or you know, um, we usually like to keep that under wraps, sure. even the, the people who contribute but to it. Tell people like they should get there, they should get there early. And, if you're, and if you're, Yeah, so it's, we play it right after. Or we play it. You know, we, we unveil it right after the anthem. Yeah. So... Get your beer and stuff, and, yeah, and get find your ass your seats. down to your seats. It's way better to see in person than it is to see in a uh, photograph. Yeah. Um. And uh, you know, if you're underneath it, then you get the you know, whatever that blocks the sun yeah, for a you, couple of moments. So yeah, that's kind of cool. <clears throat> yeah. You gotta. Do you need any any more help for that or deployment? We or? usually we usually do it the last minute. We gotta sure. run around and say like, hey, we just yeah. need people to pull it over the. T-, you know, yeah. Just you grab me. To, me you, I'll be yelling. You grab me to do that a couple times. Yeah, so we need it. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I, so I will say this. This this is the only hint I'll give any. It's not really a hint, but. This is we try to make every TFO different. It's a different theme. It's trying to do a different thing. This is our first TFO that just takes a swipe at the other team. Nice. Every other one has been kind of supportive of us. This doesn't even have anything to do with soccer. <laughs> so that's awesome. All right, there don't you go. Miss it. There yeah. you go. Uh, all right, so Seattle's coming to town. Uh, they are favored by half a goal. Um, uh, the over under is three goals for this match. Um, and the money line, if you want to just bet a team to win, Minnesota is plus one twenty, Seattle plus two hundred five, and a draw is plus two fifty five. Um, that's not great odds for Minnesota. See, see I, I get there's a weight that I get Seattle being favored, but I think in general that's just going on name recognition. I, sure. I, I think that's better not understanding. And it. the fact that so the the under is actually minus one twenty five, so the under is favored to win uh, in terms of goals, and I can't imagine why you would bet the under in this game. Minnesota, for all their ills, they score goals uh, and they give up goals i think this is i'll tell you why when we go to the who's good all right section. all right well, let's talk about that who is good why don't you uh, why don't you start us off seattle's defense okay um they are the colorado Ra- they are the 2016 colorado rapids of 2018 it's easy to hate the sounders and you should they're in 10th place in a shitty west and it's easy to hate them for a thousand other reasons sure. too um they also have the fewest goals scored of any team in the entire league east or west yeah. that's not good especially for a team with your clint dempsey's and your you know whomever's they have the second fewest goals allowed. That usually does not go remarked. Yeah. Which is exactly Colorado Rapids all in 2016. They were within one game of the shield, and they scored, you know, less than a goal a game, and they allowed, like, less than a goal a game. Yeah. Very boring. <clears throat> that is Seattle this year. They've only allowed 24 goals. There's not a single team in the West that meets that mark. The only team in the East that meets that mark is New York Red Bulls, which are really, really good. Yes. So if you're looking for a reason to bet fewer goals, 
Could be because we have a really, really good defense that we're up against. That's fair. Um, this These guys played to a 3-1 uh, Seattle win in Seattle earlier this year. Um, and, uh, yeah, you mentioned the the defense. Chad Marshall, Kim Kihi, and Romain Torres have been very, very good. Um, and they've just allowed two goals in the last five matches. The you know, Who's good? Gustav Svensson, actually, has had Minnesota's number uh, for sure. the last several matches. And he has actually just got back from the World Cup. I think he took him a little bit of time to get his rhythm mm-hmm. um, back with after playing with Sweden. Um, he had a, a like strike, a monster long-range strike uh, against uh, NYCFC on uh, Sunday. Um so he's good. And Raul Rita, uh, Rudiaz, um, we haven't really seen him play yet, but he was just brought in as a DP for Seattle. Uh, you know, wouldn't surprise me if uh, he gets a run out. Yeah, yeah, he gets a run out against Minnesota here uh, in uh, on Saturday. So he's, he's the guy I'm worried about yeah. right now. <clears throat> for sure. Because if we look at the offense as we transition to who's poor, yeah. I'm just going to read you some statistics. And individual counting statistics does not an entire picture make. Sure. Their top goal scorer is Will Bruin, which, first of all, that's not good. <laughs> no, you know, it's not. I know he plays as a lone striker now, but that's not who you want to be your top no. goal scorer. He only has five goals. Yeah. That's not many. No. If you feel like Christian has had an off season and he has, well, he's got more. Ibsen has that. four goals. Let's put it that way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's he's Ibsen. If Ibsen were yeah. a if Ibsen was striker, playing, yeah. yeah, top striker, yeah, he might have five goals. Yeah. And it, it it doesn't get better from there. Uh, Lodero has four goals, but after that, it's just guys with two goals. Yeah. So very very few goals scoring there. Yeah. That has as much to do with the midfield connection um, to the to the attack as it does with any other part of the field. Because um, I'm not trying to just take a big dump on Will Bruin. It's not like yeah. Will Bruin has had a thousand shots and he's just missed them all. That's not really yeah. what's going on. In fact, he has as many assists as he does shots. Uh, not shot. That goals. would be bad. That would be <laughs> that bad. Would yeah, be, that'd be very bad. <laughs> as as he does goals. So uh, you know, five and five is nothing to um, nothing to write home about for a striker that leads the um, the entire time. What's surprising is that Clint Dempsey. You think like he's been unhealthy. He's getting as much of a run out as anybody. In fact, leads the team in shots. Um, but it's that connection. The connections aren't being made. Uh, I think they miss Jordan Morris. I've never liked Jordan Morris that much, but I think his speed on the the left hand side is a big thing for him. Yeah, uh, they've you know they're they've improved with three in the back. This is similarly to to how we have, and yeah, it, it might cause their midfield to continue to improve. But it's um, the the attack is poor, and they they're yeah. facing a team. Remember how I said Vancouver is a team against whom we are built to lose. This could be a team against whom we are built to win. With three in the back there, we play wide. I'm, mm. I'm transitioning so quickly. Sure, yeah, no, it's fine. But with, with the wing backs that we play with, we, if we go back to the 3-5-2, they're going to have acres of space out wide yes. because they play with more condensed uh, central central defense. Yep. Um, I, I think that probably behooves us more than it doesn't. Um, and uh, obviously their <laughs> their lack of ability to find the net is huge for our center backs who are prone to making individual errors. Yeah. I think it's a team we're more likely to to beat just because of the way that we're built against each other sure. than, say, Vancouver. So yeah. who who mm-hmm. sucks for you? Uh, you pretty much put it spot on. Um, one thing I, I don't understand, Jordan Morris looks like he is the slowest motherfucker I've ever seen. Just you look at him and you like watch the guy run. But apparently he's like one of the fastest dudes in MLS. I think it's his face. I think he doesn't is. have a fast face. Is well, that a weird thing to say? He doesn't have a neck either. He's no, he's, g- he's got this little fat face. And you don't <laughs> think of a fat face dude making fast runs. Yeah, but apparently, I, I, even when I watch him, I'm just like, you know, back before he got injured, I was like, that it doesn't seem that fast. But apparently everybody who mentions anything about Jordan Morris says he's one of the fastest guys in MLS. That could be another one of those racial things too. You know, you know how they, <laughs> yeah. they've done studies on announcers and they're like, 
way more likely to quote black guys. Oh, a lot of athleticism and a lot of pace, and then white guys. He's a real student of the game. Yeah. And shit like, maybe that's you. <laughs> maybe, maybe that. <laughs> but is. I, but I agree. I watch him, and I'm just like that. That fat-faced little fuck. But I he looks too stout. But to I be don't fast. think he's that. I don't think he's that smart either. Even though he went to Stanford, like he doesn't look like a smart guy either. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm not saying that he's like a student of the game. I just, I get it. I just, I don't. He doesn't look fast, and he doesn't look smart. I, but clearly, you know, he, he's, he's he's been a catalyst. He's was clearly a catalyst for the team because as soon as they lost him, they have not, you know, they haven't been able to put mm-hmm. the ball in the back of the net. So that's it. No, but for us against us, because we, we provide them with a lot of their this, goals. This yeah. is what I'm gonna say. Like Kusak's, like you know, yes, they're uh, they haven't been able to score, but you know, they scored three against us, so they've scored you know basically a seventh of their goals against Minnesota United this Just, year already. That so. doesn't make San Jose good. <laughs> we fucking handed <laughs> we handed them a whole seasons worth of exactly, goals. Exactly, but yeah. you know that's what I'm saying. Our defense, our. Defense defense to quote uh, the one the great jeff goldboom our defense uh finds a way <laughs> to allow goals, <laughs> to yeah. allow goals. yeah so our, our defense was so preoccupied with whether they could they forgot about whether <laughs> they, they should, should. Um, <laughs> we can quote let, jurassic park all night if you want can we just do that can that be a patreon pod is where <laughs> you know you know we talk about we want to watch demolition man yeah. and sort of talk about it yeah let's just watch jurassic park but we just say all the lines <laughs> just, that's their yeah. we just know them all, so yeah, yeah let us know if you wanted to hear the, that as a patreon just, podcast just us we'll just do lines, the lines yeah. for uh, jurassic park so it's on you know, netflix right now you know so. what would be actually really funny is if we didn't watch jurassic park and we just tried to actually like <laughs> memorize the entire thing just you and me just say Saying what we think the lines are, <laughs> and then see what happens. Yeah, there we go. Uh, last person who sucks. I'm going to specifically call sure. him out. Clint Dempsey leads the team in shots. 39 shots has one goal. Yeah, yeah, that's not a good uh, conversion rate, Clint. No. Yeah, maybe that's He's why you're busy. not going to be playing in the 2022 World Cup in Qatar. But you know, it's too busy tearing up uh, referees' notebooks. <laughs> I'll never not mention that. <laughs> no, it's fine. It okay. makes sense. So uh, we talked a little bit about how it's going to play out. Did you have some other takes on how you think that we should play them? No, I mean, you pretty much said it. Um, they uh, – so about halfway uh, – so Rudy has actually started last week. He came off early for uh, Romain Torres. And mm-hmm. Seattle went back from their 4-2, 3-1. They were, they were playing two more of a 4-4-2 um, that apparently, you know, just reading on some of the Seattle sites and stuff, they've – Apparently, their fans have been climbing for much like we were climbing for the three five two. They've been clamoring for that four four two. I think precisely what you're saying to give Br- Will Bruin some support up top to maybe help <clears throat> with the transition from the midfield to uh, the to the um, to the forwards. Um, you know, they've righted their ship. They re- looked really really bad early in the season. They didn't lose in July. They went four zero and two. Um, which they're in a six game unbeaten run. Yeah, now. they're and they're right. They're they're only five points off of the uh, red line with a big game in hand. So they're they're right there in that sort of. They're gonna do it. Long they're they're they, gonna make the six seed. They've and never go all the way to the You know, cup. Seattle has never not qualified for the playoffs in their in their MLS history. This you know, this, if this would be the this is their tenth year. If they miss the playoffs, it'll be the first time they've ever not qualified for the playoffs. Um, and I think you're right. I think we are set up. If, presuming again, this is you know making a big ass assumption that uh, Adrian Heath decides that he wants to stick with the three five two that has worked, um, that has been consistent, especially at home, um, especially at home. Um, then yeah, I think we have a, a really good opportunity, really good chance. Um, if he decides because we scored two goals in 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 time, in, you know, in the, in game states that didn't matter, as you mm-hmm. mentioned earlier in the podcast, and goes to the four two three one, I could see us you know losing three to one. So yep. I've I've got us winning. I've got us winning two to one. Right. Um, I I have, I have Adrian Heath doing exactly what I just said and not doing the three five two and going to his four two three one. I have to, us okay. losing three to one lo- because so, of the, yeah. the that decision. I, just, I don't I don't trust. Until you know, until he proves me wrong, I, j- I just do not trust Adrian Heath to do the right thing for this team. That's so, 
that's fair. You know, he's so. he's got to he's got to prove it. Um, yeah. Although although again, the last month plus has looked good as he's continued to double down in a formation that's meaningfully. Yeah, worse, but he so but he he hasn't had what he what happened against Vancouver, and I think this will be the this is the big step, the big test. Like even if we go back to if we go back to the three five two, we play a good game and we lose. Like that's very much that's very much within their own possibilities that we mm-hmm. could play a very good game just like we did against mm-hmm. Dallas. We just nothing goes in, you know. Stephen Fry stands on his head, mm-hmm. um, just like Jesse Gonzalez has against us multiple times. Actually, um, mm-hmm. stands on his head. But we're putting shots on frame, and we lose. Um, you know, even though we played three five two, that would be one thing. But you know, depending on you know, I guess we'll see. Like we'll see around six o'clock when the lineups come out, whether yeah. or not you know we're gonna win. I, I th- honestly, I think so. I <laughs> yeah, think that's how it we, feels. Three five two. I think we got it. We got a chance. And, and if we put that, play that four two three one, I I will very much not you know, expect our chances to, to win. So, you know what? I, I, I'm returning to the thought very quickly on Seattle and their playoff chances. They're five points off the red line. Here's, here's the thing about it though. The game in hand on most teams and that with a game in hand on most teams. Yeah. Here's the thing about it. The West is so bad. Here are yeah. the teams that are ahead of them. Real Salt Lake. You can't see me making a jerk off motion, but I'm doing that. <laughs> Vancouver. Uh, yeah. Minnesota yeah. and Houston, which yeah. is a team I like the most out of all those teams, yeah. but are way back in ninth. Yeah. Is there anybody in the world who thinks those teams are, are unstoppable no. on the on the march to the sixth spot? No, absolutely no. not. I mean, S- Seattle is set up to make that fucking It's honestly, it's Seattle's to lose. It, it really it really is. And, and <laughs> which is a weird thing <clears throat> yeah. to think at this point. And, but. I mean, they've scored, I want to say, I think in the last five games, I think they've scored, like, uh, 10 goals. So, I mean, they basically, they, so they weren't scoring early on. They were, they were mm-hmm. actually getting, you know, they were getting, whereas Seattle, you know, whereas Minnesota refuses to draw, they either win or they lose. Seattle was, was grinding out 0 0, 1 1 draws early in the season when they weren't, when they weren't accumulating a lot of points, mm-hmm. but they were getting a point on the road or they, you know, they were, they were losing, they weren't winning at home, but they were getting a draw at home and grinding out 0 0. Like, Minnesota refuses to, you know, keep a clean sheet for some reason. I don't yeah. understand. Um, and so, I mean, that's, that is the difference between Seattle is actually, actually starting to turn it on now versus, you know, Minnesota it felt like it's turned on. Maybe, you know, this was just a bump in the road uh, last weekend and I really hope so, but I gotta see, I gotta see something else from, from Minnesota. So, Fair enough. <clears throat> so do we want to move into uh, what questions or sure or uh, Pixar didn't happen? Oh shit! Yeah, we went yeah. through. Uh, are you not looking at the I agenda? Can, I, no, I'm, not, agenda. I'm, I'm okay. actually not. I came totally <laughs> sorry unprepared. If, yeah. Sorry guys, I, I guess I got to keep out track. All right, so Pixar didn't happen last week. Um, NYCFC, we didn't pick the uh, when the, the Tuesday and Wednesday games because we recorded on Wednesday last week. So NYCFC beat Orlando City on the road two nothing. You picked that one correctly. Uh, the Galaxy and uh, LAFC had a two two draw. <clears throat> at LAFC, that was a pretty. I don't know. Did you watch that game at all? It's a pretty amazing game. The Galaxy came from behind again to uh, snatch Another, points uh, from yeah, and it was LAFC. It turned into <clears throat> turned into a draw, but yeah, yeah. apparently every game is going to be like that from yeah. now. Yeah, Columbus Crew beat uh, the Rebels on the road three to two. Um, neither of us picked that one correctly. Atlanta United, uh, we both picked them beating Montreal Impact on the road two to one. Uh, Toronto FC beat Chicago three nothing. I picked that one. Uh, DC United beat Colorado two to one. I picked that one, of course. Uh, FC Dallas, <laughs> FC Dallas went on the road and beat Sporting Kansas City three to two. So that was uh, neither of us picked that one. That's a pretty stellar result for them. Uh, we both picked Portland beating Houston uh, at home two to one. Uh, Vancouver, of course, we both had a little. We we're a little more uh, optimistic about this, but they beat Minnesota four to two. San Jose Real Salt Lake zero uh, zero draw and probably the most depressing game of the weekend. I picked that one. Uh, then uh, over the weekend, Seattle Sounders beat NYCFC at home three to one. Uh, and LA Galaxy beat Orlando City four to three, and I had that one correctly. So um, let's talk about the uh, picks, and then we'll jump into the questions. Um, well, yeah, let's go. Atlanta United host Toronto FC. I have a four-two Atlanta United win. I think this might be the most uh, 
fun game of the weekend. I wish we got Atlanta United two to nothing. Okay. Montreal Impact host uh, Wayne Rooney, uh, DC's United. Uh, I got two one Montreal Impact. You know what? I'm gonna <clears> give it to I'm gonna give it to DC mostly <laughs> because I hate Montreal. Two to That's one fair. to DC. You see uh, Wayne Rooney uh, got the shit kicked out and broke his nose. I did. Yeah. <laughs> he got it. Awesome. He got his goal though too. Yeah. So. Uh, Orlando City host New England have a three two Orlando City victory. Really? Yeah. I think I like Orlando City. I think New England's falling apart. Wow. I got a I got a I got a one one draw. I can't okay. I can't bring myself to give Orlando a win. That's fair. Uh all right, we talked about Minnesota and Seattle. I have NYCFC beating Vancouver at home four to nothing. I'm not so gonna we, go four to nothing. I'll give I'll give them two to nothing. It's a walloping, I think. Uh, FC Dallas at home hosting San Jose. San Jose can't win except for Minnesota United. I have Dallas winning three to one. Well, and, D- and Dallas is two points per game right now. Yeah, I mean they're, they're really fucking good. Absolutely, no, no Dallas swoon maybe this year. Hopefully, I'm gonna, uh, apparently not. I'm gonna, yeah. g- I'm gonna g- I'll give you the same. Th- I'll g- th- give you three to nothing. All right, uh, LA Galaxy go on the road to Colorado. I have a LA Galaxy winning three to one. I'll give you LA Galaxy two to nothing. I uh, honestly Colorado. Is still such a fucking cluster. Yeah, it is. Uh, Sporting Kansas City goes on the road to face the Houston Dynamo. Uh, Dynamo are pretty good at home. I have a two-two draw though. I think Sporting uh, bounces back from that uh, home loss. Houston wins two to one. Okay. Uh, RSL host Chicago. I have a two-one RSL victory. Chicago will win two to one. Oh, okay. You're really bullish on Chicago, even though they keep I, fucking up on. They, on wait, yeah. they've <clears> been <throat> mediocre. They started okay. real slow and they <clears throat> bounced back to mediocrity, <laughs> and that's all it takes in all the right. West. Uh, Philadelphia, yeah, Philadelphia travels uh, cross country to Portland. I have a one-one draw in Portland. No, Portland's too good, especially at home, three to one. All right, and uh, the the reverse of that, uh, LAFC travels across the coast or across the country to New York, uh, to New Jersey to face the Bread Bulls. I have a two-two draw with uh, Bread Bulls and Galaxy. Or, Bull- LAFC, sorry, LAFC is great, but Bread Bulls at home. God damn it, you got to give it to them. Three-two-two in the game of the week. All right, so uh, moving on, we got some fucking answers. Uh, yeah, we do actually. Podcast is moving at a pretty good clip, man. So good job. Good job by you. Uh, told me, yeah. yeah. So I'm so efficient with my answers. That's All right, so we got some fucking answers. Uh, at Peter Sparks three, Peter Sparks, and this is a this is gonna be a common theme here. Why is our defense so bad? Is what he asks. Why is our defense so bad, David Martin? Individual errors. Um, I I think that th- a three five two as a formation mm-hmm. is the right one for us, and I think that especially if we could if we if we had two Miguel Ibarros, and, and and by that I mean two guys who could meaningfully play defense if they had to back up, I think we'd look a lot lot stronger so two things a lot of individual mistakes including especially by a guy like calvo who makes a lot of i don't trust him in the moment of truth to make the right decision yeah the other thing is that we've often not played uh, a meaningful defensive midfielder in front of them now i think colin warner has done a lot more of that during our, our stronger streak now it's not meant a clean sheet of unfortunately but I, we have looked better, and I think that if Colin Warner does his job, if the heat map suggests that he's staying at home and cleaning up, uh, he, he actually has been distributing well as well yeah. as camping in front of it. So, uh, you know, if he can do all of it, great. But if he can be that guy who stays at home and does a little bit more sweeping, I think that it's going to continue to improve. Yep. But it comes, down, it comes down to those two things. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you on the defensive mid. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to say, honestly, I think uh, lack of depth um, and or the uh, – uh, complete lack of willingness to to uh play Olmsberg and manly um we don't have uh you know we just don't have the the depth especially the depth to play what adrian heath set up started out the season trying to play the uh four two three one we did not have the depth to play that especially you know t sin goes down um we lose call, uh, sam cronin before the season even starts really um <clears throat> so yeah that lack of defensive men and depth honestly i think are the big things so 
Uh, second question uh, uh, from Andy, our friend Andy um, and Mags. <clears throat> My friend claims he's dying of tuberculosis. He whines like Ramirez about his kids and has screwy drink preferences. Know of any cute spas or bistros I could send him to or recommend some amazing essential oils to help him through these troubling times and reset his mind? Well, I went to That's, Great Wolf Lodge last yeah, night. I think that was a shot at you, so I appreciate it. Uh, yeah, I got that, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, my my life is beautiful shit. No, I'm just, um, I, no you got, you, you're on vacation this week, so you got, on some, vacation you got some rest week, and yeah. relaxation. So. In, in truth, I, I have a really good life. You know, we, we joke about you know the rope store and stuff, all this stuff. I've, I've got a really good life, but it's also a very stressful one. Um, That's fair. So, um, I, I, no beauty solution is going to help me at this point. Bistro? I'm as bu- no, I thought he said like a... a yeah. Was, uh, I guess he was talking essential oils. Any cute oils, spas or bistros yeah, spas, I could say yeah, him to. Spas. Yeah, or a bistro. He's, I... A bistro would be better. Yeah. I'm beyond. I'm beyond the point where putting a couple of cucumbers in my ass or whatever is going to make me look any more beautiful. Essential oils. You don't want to jam some essential oils. I like oils some. Up your of, I like or? those inessential okay. oils, like some of that. Uh, I don't know, like the kind they fry French fries in. I yeah. like that inessential oil. Sure. Um, so no, can but you, can if, you just can you just promise me not to shake your scotch with ice? Dude, I don't shake it. <laughs> no, don't don't get me wrong. I I I um I guess you'd say stir it. I sort of. S- you know, in, I'm making a swirling motion yes, right I now. Can see that. I do not shake it. It's not like fucking <laughs> bubbles and foam coming out of there. Um, but I do just enough to get it chilled and then I strain it out and that's yeah. it. All right. Why don't uh, you fucking do it one time until and then you'll be like, oh, okay, I get it. You know, maybe it's no, not no, my I, thing, but yeah, I get it. It's fine. I, I won't. Uh, all right. Uh, Andy also asked, uh, pick one: a healthy Sam Cronin or Colin Warner. He chooses both. Apparently, I, I, mm. you can't say pick one and then you choose both, Andy. That's not how this works. So, mm. healthy Sam Cronin or Colin Warner? I will say to Colin Warner has played great the last month or so. He did not play particularly well in the Vancouver That's game. That's the thing. He was yeah, ro- he, he was roaming. He was playing more of the eight that both Schuler and Ibsen were both trying to play and not sitting back in that six. If we give, <clears throat> I think healthy Sam Cronin. Um, taking away all the concussion issues, obviously it's healthy Sam Cronin. If it's a Sam Cronin coming back from the concussion issues versus Colin Warner that we've had so f- most of the, most of this year in the last, basically the last five, six weeks, I would probably lead towards Cronin just because, or sorry, to, towards Warner, uh, mostly because of his general play. Now, again, last week notwithstanding, but what do you think? I think in the three five two, which um, Sam Cronin never really got a run out in a three five two, I think that he'd be a really good fit there because I think he's probably a little bit more suited to that stay at home defensive mid spot. Mm-hmm. Which I think um, when we were playing a four two three one, we had kind of this double piston thing where you've basically got two eights that are just running all over the field trying to be disruptive. That maybe is less of a strength of his. So if we if we stick with a three five two with a, a true defensive midfielder, probably um, Cronin. Um, in truth, my real, real hope is that we get a different one. Yeah. I, b- b- better than either yeah. of those two. So we choose neither, Andy. So there you go. Yeah, we Take broke <clears throat> we broke the rules of the question. Uh, and he also asked, who's, whose question is better, mine or Peter Sparks Dude, 3? Andy, <laughs> we can't. This podcast can't be all about you, yeah. you fucking. Okay. Play. And then the, finally, the final question, again, from Peter Sparks 3. You can see, you can see the, uh, the consistency here. Um, also, given the chance, would you switch Miller to left uh, center back and Calvo to left wing back? Would you f- swap Miller for Calvo? In the three five two, um, Miller. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. What do you think? No, no. Yeah, um, Calvo is better. 
placed uh well he's he's better placed as the left center back of a three center back pairing than he is as a more central one i yes. think that that well, much of a four two three one or something Th- yeah. that much is absolutely clear yeah. i wouldn't make the switch uh between them because i think miller is better it's not that miller is better suited as a fullback i think calvo could be a really good fullback sure. but i i don't know how miller would fit in as a center back that's I think, more my concern i think yeah i think the question is i think the thing is if you brought in another center back that could play in that left center back position and then move calvo out to the, the left wing back then you might move Miller around. Miller might not start. You might move him to another right. another spot on the pitch. If it's if, um, if the only question is do we switch the guys? Then no, I would yeah, say of no. Not. But if it's like you have another option and it's just which of those two would play yeah. better at a fullback, I'd love to see them both get a run out. And yeah, see. yeah, no, know. definitely, I, I agree. If you think if you uh, if you bring in another center back that could play that left center back role, um, then yes, I think you know honestly, I think Calvo it might be better suited for the le- the wing back role than Miller, um, just because he is much he's more defensive. Uh, and if he's not really having to focus on the defense, I think you might get a little more out of him in terms of his offense, mm-hmm. um, which we see with Costa Rica a lot because he's not forced to yeah. play in, in, a, in a, a more defensive role. So you, you see him up, up top um, uh, getting headers, things like that. I'd love to see him mm-hmm. as a defensive midfielder. And I know that's not the question, yes. but I would love to see him get at least one run out uh, um, at, at defensive midfield. It's not like that person never, ever moves forward. Sure. Um, and, and, you know, Calvo could do a bit of that. His, his primary goal has to be stay at home. Sure, of but course, it'd be yeah. interesting to see if if he could take advantage of some of those attacking yeah. instincts that and, he has. And we've seen, you know, we saw him at a very brief time where he was moved up to a defensive central mid. Um, we've seen, you know, we've seen what he can do with uh, dispersing the ball, which I think is like the the most, mm-hmm. the, the kind of the greatest thing about sort of Cabo is that he can. Um, you know, he can distribute the ball very, very well. He's made some mm-hmm. really amazing passes that have sprung um, you know, the likes of uh, Ramirez mm-hmm. and uh, Darwin. So could do it more as a six. You can yeah. definitely do more as a six than you can in that sort of in that sort of central that uh, mm-hmm. center back role. So, um, all right, that is. Uh, that's. I the think questions. we got another question. We got oh, one sure. more question that came directly to my uh, inbox, oh, probably not okay. to the, the the whatever you know the account. Um, we had from uh, Jake Chalcraft, um, which Dave takes the bigger poops. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I asked, and he, I didn't get an answer on this, but I had asked in reply, are we talking volume, mass, weight? Like, I think the bounds haven't been set. Sure, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I, see, here, here's my thing. I think, okay. I think my vice is eating garbage, okay. and your vice is probably drinking instead of eating. And so <laughs> I, I'm going to say me just <laughs> because of the sheer quantity of garbage I yes. put inside of my cake hole. Yeah. You would win in a pissing contest. I know that's like a cliche. <laughs> you would win a pissing contest. Yes, all that, that is long, fair. But that is fair. Yeah. Okay. So that's, and, and uh, his follow up question was why. I think we just nailed that. <laughs> yeah. So, exactly. um, uh, Dan Dan Wade asked, which one of questions. you? Yeah, we're getting questions just about us, <laughs> okay. which nobody That's even right. cares about soccer. And maybe anymore. they do. It's Apparently they do. Yeah, they care about us. Which one of us would win in a fight, you and me? Uh, I think that's easily me. I think probably you because yeah. you have wrestling. Experience. Yeah, I wrestled I for 15 years into college, and yeah. and yeah, and I, how many fights have you been in? Like actual like, physical like fights, fisty cuffs. Yeah. Um, been like half a fight okay you know if if i've actually been in several fights so so i think (laughs) like even if you were to say we were in about as good a shape as each other we both we're both about the same height and same build uh, about the same build i think that you have more experience doing that so i don't i I don't feel emasculated telling you that and i don't have i wouldn't have a problem punching you in the face i believe that i I would be all like let's talk about it and you would actually go through it yes which loon would win in a battle royale i assume that they're talking about a fight among all the loons not sure. some other like like if they were brought into like WWE yeah. and they had, um I 
I'm gonna say I, I lean towards uh, I would lean towards one of the defenders. I would lean towards either Boxel or Boxel Common. or Mears. Or, I, I feel like. or actually, you know, I think a dark horse would be Bobby Shuttleworth. That dude can take a he can take, he can a, take a beating. Yeah, yeah that's he can a take good a, point. He can take a beating. But I would have to say, yeah, Boxel or Common or Mears probably is up there with just big dudes. Yeah, and, big yeah. guys um, got some reach. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know Darwin's fast, but you know you, you get clocked. so he'll run away. Yeah, but he'll that's run not away. Gonna help. Yeah, but you get you get you get you get clipped once and you uh, go down real quick if you yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. yeah so I, I would have to I would say yeah I mean if I have to pick just one um, I think I think it's common um, and I think uh, Shuttleworth is my uh, dark horse it's your dark horse yeah, what, right. do, what do you got um, I, I, I'm gonna go with Mears Mears yeah, English guy yeah he's, yeah, he's a yeah. bar fight style yeah, yeah. Um, which uh, Dan Wade continue because because these again these questions are all about them. It's not about anything but them getting airtime. Yes, sir. Uh, Dan asks uh, if the loons don't sign a six, should someone in the front office lose their jobs? I, I'm gonna say no. There are a lot of reasons that people in the front office should lose their jobs. This is not um, the, this is not the, the particular this is, reason. This isn't a single one. I yeah. don't think you can pin it on that because there are formations and tactics that can make a lot of sense. We we talked about a, a sort of double piston move earlier, where you're using two number eights that chew up a lot of ground, and you make shifts in the back line, including the fullback and the winger in a four-two-three-one over to the side as, as that that favors the ball, and then you shift back, and then you shift to the other side, and yeah. and that midfielder moves like like you could do that. But we have never had the talent to do sure. it, so the choice to do it, I believe, has always been the wrong yeah. one. But you can do it if you have the right player. So you can. I don't pin it on that particular thing. If they don't sign it, um, there are other reasons that yeah. are part of that domino chain and, that they should lose their job. And I'd also for. argue that you know, in the three-five-two, with Colin Warner playing, with Colin Warner staying home and knowing his position, you can make a case. He's been a, he's been a, he's been a serviceable. Let's, let's sure, say serviceable sure. six. Um, <clears throat> now if if they don't sign one in the off season and we continue to roll out a, a four two three one and, and we or we don't we don't we don't shore up the things that we need to do in order to do the pistons type movement then and sign the talent to do that and and sign the talent to push our our current players to be better mm-hmm. then yeah and but again you're it, it's not going to be because of not signing a six it's going to be that's just going to be you know another uh, uh, mark in the ledger of of why this front office has been not great right, so right. far <clears throat> uh, a general misunderstanding of our own players strengths sure, is yeah. probably a, be- a better way to frame it all. yeah so those are the only questions okay. i got rolling in my inbox here cool well uh we want to say thank you to our patreons um our patrons patreons uh, <laughs> nick campion brett shotting joe delisi luke craig andy schletz Lou rosales colin solberg matt land jake charlcroft and a uh, new uh patreon brian hanf um, Thanks, remember, Brian. you guys, uh, we really appreciate it. We're actually going to be buying some new equipment soon. Uh, Martin's tonight, actually going to do probably, it tonight. Yeah. Uh, so we'll actually hopefully get a little better, and we hope the sound and everything is, is going to be perfect from here on out. But we'll get some new equipment. So thank you so much for uh, for donating. If you want to do that, you want to get on get on that, just uh, go to patreon.com backslash the Daves I know um, and sign up there. We like all amounts, but uh, particularly those that end in 69 uh, or uh, 20. So as in Have you ever 69, or, like in the um – like in the bedroom, you ever done that? Oh yeah, really? Yeah. Hmm. Have you? Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, I was just surprised you had. Yeah. Why? Why is that? Cause it, no, because you got like the beard thing, and you yeah. seem like I, I don't know. Doesn't that sort of like? Uh, it seems like it'd be like a dirty thing, you know? Like you're getting all up in there, and you're like, yeah, uh, you're tickling, and you're scratching, and you're. Doesn't she ask you to like do a reverse goatee? At least have that center center oh, no, part no. shaved the beard, off. The beard, the beard, uh, the beard makes it all better. Okay. All better. Yeah. Didn't, didn't we make up a baseball player's name? <laughs> Clint Bristler? Yeah, think, didn't we make yeah, that Clint up? Bristler, yeah. Uh, have you, so the other question, so question, have you ever done the uh, uh, 69 standing up? Um, 
That's the way to do well, it, man. I think I did one time back in college. I mean, okay. She, my my wife probably couldn't hold me up <laughs> at this point, but well, no, no, you're. I was just kidding, <laughs> Zell. Jesus Christ! Uh, All right, uh, you can find us at uh, davesiknow.com. Email questions to the davesiknow at men at gmail.com. Uh, always find us at TDIK Men. This is the kind of banter you get um, oh God, on, yeah. the, on the Twitters. Uh, me at Texas Zell, or you can find Martin at Regular David. Uh, I think that wraps it up, man. Hey, we kept it under almost under an hour. Second week in a row, we yeah. did it. That's yeah. amazing. Hey, yeah. we are the Daves. You know, this has been the Daves I know. Thanks for listening. We have got to try and work it out Cause we both know we can't do nothing at all Oh, 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 some will paint a piece, some will spray with a machine gun. It's mad work to be done. We, we, we do our thing, son. Y'all know we can't do nothing at all.